start the podcast and not having a topic to talk about before Bleach because it's like all I've been doing this week is playing Mega Man and getting mad at Mega Man that is pretty much what Mega Man games are, are there for I mean I, I've beaten like four this week I beat the first three X games and I beat Mega Man 7 and uh, they're hard I, I can say that much Mega Man X3 is a terrible game. I, I feel comfortable saying that much. Mega Man X1 and X2 are great, and then X3 takes everything those two did great, and is like, hmm, what if we did that but more? And it ends up all falling apart because they just tried to do more. I haven't touched any of the early X games in too many years to actually have an opinion on this. The level design is really bad. They also were like, what if we made it harder by making it so when you touch an enemy, it simply takes out, like, half your health bar? Just don't touch enemies. Well, I, I didn't. I stopped. I'm sorry that I did damage boosting or whatever is, like, a tactic of getting through levels quicker. Yeah, don't do it again. You know, I don't appreciate that you're shaming me right now. <laughs> I'm just picking up on the cues that you're telling me the game is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's very rude of the game to punish me for that. I, I think that, you know, you should touch enemies and just be fine. I think that's how it should be. <laughs> hey, uh, listeners, listeners, everybody listening to this Bleach podcast right now, I want you all to know that Lynn and Sam are typing in the text chat in this Discord call right now saying that the only good thing left in this timeline is bullying me. And, you know, I I just think this is really transphobic. You know, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I'm saying it right now. I think this is transphobia. Listen. You're you're the only one holding yourself hostage. You're the one who has to start the show. Am I? You only have yourself to blame. Yeah. 
Welcome to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. I'm your co-host, Sam. I'm your co-host, Ghost Lynn. And I'm just going to put it out there. I think if you touch enemies in a Mega Man, you should just not get hurt. I think, you know, I think that's only fair. He goes through so much. He fights those robot masters. And, you know... I appreciate you, Lily. W. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I appreciate you too, Lynn. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have beaten four Mega Man games this week. I am going on an insane journey through... Now they're now they are conspiring to believe I am Dr. Wily. Um, and, you know, I just think if we're really going to go there, we should go the full Mega Man 8 mile and go Dr. Wily. Uh, you you guys have heard the voice acting in Mega Man Eight, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, Doctor Light just like and you <laughs> not see it's all his R's and L's as W's, <laughs> and it's like, is is Doctor Light the originator of the like, of the Uber voice? No, that would be Elmer Fudd. Oh my god, you're right! Oh my god, how could I have forgotten about Elmer Fudd? Doctor, why we wham into paws white? We can't do this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody get Farquaad in here. Guys, okay, this is this is a bad podcast opening. I'm just gonna get right into the episode. <laughs> oh my god. The Sam's silence is so telling. I don't judge out loud. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Sure. I'm turning my own gain down because I keep laughing and I, I keep clipping the mic because this is what I'm good at. Oh, man. Both Lynn and Sam are being so mean to me this week. Okay, you know what? I'm just starting. I'm I'm not listening to either of you anymore. Episode 39, The Immortal Man. As Ichigo bleeds out, Zangetsu asks if he wants to fight, win, or simply survive. Ichigo claims to want to win... But Zangetsu claims not to hear him, leading Ichigo to state that fighting and surviving have no meaning, and that he simply wants to win. Zangetsu hears this and takes Ichigo to his inner world. I love this because it's like, like already, clear contrast to Zaraki, who clearly does not give a shit about surviving or winning, and just wants to fight. Yeah, this entire episode is like a conflict of ideology, and I love it. That, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, like, before we even go any further, I'm just gonna go on the record and say I loved both these episodes. They were great. It's a really good week of Bleach. I am so glad that my frantic trying to catch up to make it on time for the podcast uh, happened on a week where we had great episodes. <laughs> yeah, for real. Back on the side of a side scraper. Why does I say side scraper? Back on the side of a skyscraper, 
Ichigo clings to a windowsill, leading Sangetsu to explain it as unnecessary since his world is stable now, as he is not transforming into a hollow. It doesn't even tremble despite the intense fight. Ichigo wonders if this means his inner world is normally sideways, and Zagetsu, like, ignores- <laughs> he just ignores this, and notes that Ichigo has grown stronger, telling him to stand, and he tosses a sword towards Ichigo, who's like, What are you doing? This is so dangerous! Yeah, he's like, why would you throw an unsheathed sword at someone? <laughs> it's really funny! Uh, Zangetsu is like, this is a nameless Zanpakuto, um, and it, they are wielded by weak soul reapers who cannot join the Gote 13. Uh, Ichigo's like, but my Zanpakuto is Zangetsu! Uh, and Zangetsu's like, oh, you mean this? The sword you let be broken? And he brings out, like, himself in sword form? <laughs> he says he can't give it to Ichigo and throws it aside as a pale, white, Hollow Ichigo grabs it. Ichigo asks who he is, and Hollow Ichigo states he should simply know, while Zangetsu reveals that they are going to test whether Ichigo deserves to wield him, by taking him from Hollow Ichigo's grasp. The two fight... Oh, no, you were about to say something? Uh, just that, like, Hollow Ichigo's voice, like, his laugh is terrifying, and just kudos to the voice actor, because it is, of course, the same voice actor who does Ichigo's voice. Um... But, and they add, they add a couple of, like, reverb effects and all that, like, over the hollow voice to make it different. But just, he has, like, a completely different energy. And I'm like, damn, that's just a good performance while he's talking to himself. It reminds me of, like, Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. Like, the kind of effects we get on his voice. Like, very, very, like, creepy, uh, like, distorted effects. I don't know. I liked it. The two fight, and Hollow Ichigo begins, like, spinning Zangetsu around by the, like, the tail cloth. Like, he starts holding, like, the bandages that are wrapped around the hilt of the blade, and he just starts, like, twirling around Zangetsu like it's nothing. Yeah, he's just giving it a whirl. <laughs> uh, Ichigo is, like, envisioning his own sword as, like, a useless wooden stick by comparison, and Hollow Ichigo hurls Zangetsu towards him, who is shocked by this fighting style, admitting that he would never have even thought of a move like that. Hollow Ichigo asks if one can become friends with somebody simply by asking their name, claiming that this is what Ichigo has assumed, because he seems to think calling out Zangetsu's name is all that's needed. He focuses on himself instead of trying to understand Zangetsu, not knowing how much more he is capable of. I love this. The like the whole fighting style is super cool. The like um the comparison between like the the internal process that uh, Ichigo is like trying to have is super cool. And also a thing I noticed is that this fight is kind of an extension of the Renji fight. Like the way that the Hollow Ichigo fights with Zangetsu is very similar to the types of moves including like thrusting forward and then making the blade suddenly move to the left. Uh, it's the kind of movement yeah. that Renji was doing during his fight with Ichigo. I also didn't notice that, uh, but that does track. That does actually track. Uh, Lin brings up a good point here, which is, surprised Urahara didn't go over this in their crash course training. Like, yeah! 
There's a lot of things I feel like Urahara could have told Ichigo, but also I feel like it's very in character for Urahara to be like, eh, he'll figure it out. Listen, Urahara was there to make him learn one thing and one thing only, and that is what it feels like to almost die. <laughs> he he only wanted Ichigo to learn the fear of death. He he could have taught him a whole bunch of different things, but no, he had he decided he went in there with one one lesson plan, and he was like, "All right, here's the syllabus. Try not to die." <laughs> ah, I see. You've scored a three average. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, Ichigo concedes the point, admitting that he hasn't even tried to understand his Zanpakuto. Realizing that they are living things with names rather than simple tools to be used. He recalls his relief when Kenpachi claimed that his sword was always released and had no name, noting that he is no different. Hollow Ichigo claims it's time to end this and tells Ichigo he'll show what it means to master Zangetsu. He laughs and leaps to the attack, and Ichigo mentally tries to get Zanketsu to tell him more about himself. He's like, hey, bud, can you, can you like, tell me more about yourself, please? While he's, like, being attacked. Yeah, because he's, uh, at this point, he's like, oh, damn, I fucked up. Hey, Zanketsu, can we, uh, can we start over? Can we be buddies? Just, uh... I, I do respect the immediate turn, honestly. Like, I do respect Ichigo, like... Legit, just, like, accepting, hey, I maybe was going about this the wrong way. And then immediately trying to, like, rectify it. I do respect that, but also maybe, like, I don't know. <laughs> Being attacked might not be the best time to ask somebody to tell you how their day went. <laughs> you want to put some Street Fighter old man? Listen, he never gets a chance to talk to Zangetsu, so it's like, well... Life, it's now or never, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it works. It works. Um, they clash, and then Hollow Ichigo is surprised to see that they have actually switched weapons, uh, as is normal Ichigo, who realizes that he has been given one more chance with Zangetsu. And then we quickly cut back to the real world for a second. Kenpachi's, like, leaving while Ichigo's, like, still on the ground, but Ichigo starts getting up, and Kenpachi stops. Uh, we cut back to the inner world, where Ichigo has now disappeared, and Hollow Ichigo asks Zangetsu if that was enough. Zangetsu says yes, thanks for coming, uh, which Hollow Ichigo is like, yeah, it was necessary, given that he's like the king of this world, we kind of need him to win, and also, train him well, because he's gonna be mine someday. This whole bit is like my favorite part of the episode, because both of them are like, Oh yeah, it was all a play to, like, help... It's a play that we put on to help Ichigo grow, and then even the whole bit where, like, the hollow Ichigo, like, disintegrates and goes into Zangetsu, and it, while... He, yeah. At the same time as, as he's like, yeah, uh, make sure you train him well and, like, foster his growth, because his power? Gonna be mine. It's really sinister at the same time as being like, oh, that's kind of cool that they're, like, buddies inside this whole soul world. I, I do love the whole, hey, thanks for coming. <laughs> like, what choice did he have? Now, those two You're play fighting only... games on the regular. Oh, absolutely. Zanketsu states that he hates rain, noting that it becomes cloudy and rains when Ichigo is sad, which he cannot stand. 
He wonders if Ichigo can grasp the terror of being rained on in this lonely world. He vows to not let any rainfall if Ichigo places, tru places his trust in him, assuring him that he's not fighting alone. I really liked this little bit. It's really good. It, it reminded me of, like, uh, it reminded me of, like, the Orihime stuff, like, from, like, really, really early on, um, about, like, talking about how, like, the rain can connect two hearts and all that, but, uh, it, it's got a very different vibe to it. I, I really liked it. Yeah, it's just really nice to see that, like, Zangetsu does have his own, like, his goal isn't, or at least his stated goal here, it's not about, like, making Ichigo survive, it's not about, like, making sure Ichigo gets stronger, it's... Dude, I live here, and when you're sad, it sucks. But if you trust me and we can, like, be buddies, then, you know what? I'm gonna fucking make sure that you're never sad. Like, I will protect you. It's really, really good. I like it. Back in the real world again, Kenpachi is stunned to see Ichigo moving and up again. Yachiru smiles from above, and Ichigo's wounds have ceased bleeding. Ichigo lunges and slashes into Kenpachi multiple times, eventually even sending him flying back. There's this really cool shot here specifically where, uh, like, he sends Kenpachi flying back, and Kenpachi, like, digs his sword into the wall to stop himself from going that far, and it was the coolest shit. I loved it. It's so good. Uh, I also love, like, think about, like, imagine putting yourself in Kenpachi's shoes, where you're like, Oh, I pushed too hard and he died. Well, shit, it's done. And then he starts walking and maybe he gets maybe six steps and suddenly Ichigo is standing up with a massive spiritual pressure and now he's attacking him and easily making him bleed. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. 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 But Zoraki is all in. He's like, what the fuck just happened? I don't know, don't really care, this is great. This is the best thing that's happened in years. Hold on, is there a loud noise being picked up on my mic? There's a low noise being picked up on your mic. But only when you're talking. There's something happen- There's something outside. Hold on. Let me- let me check outside, because that is very loud. It sounds like a street sweeper or something. It- it does sound like that. Okay, well, I guess it's gone. I'm really glad I came back right as you finished your little ditty there from Muppet Show. I predicted that it would be the right time. Uh, Ichigo apologizes for needing to end things quickly, but Kenpachi simply grins, stating that he can't allow that now that things have gotten so fun. The fight continues with both receiving many wounds, and Kenpachi is, like, wondering aloud how Ichigo suddenly revived and became so much stronger, and he's like, actually, I don't care. <laughs> they clash several times, and Ichigo asks, uh, Ichigo questions why Kenpachi won't fall. Uh, Kenpachi's like, what's wrong with you? You need to be enjoying this. Uh, enjoy death and pain as rewards of combat. And, like, I like this, but we do get a very quick cutaway gag that I did not like. Uh, specifically because it was, like, a shitty afro joke, and, like, 
I, I don't think I need to go too far into why that's shitty. Uh, but, yeah, it, it it's like a shitty like gag between Ikaku and Yumichika, where Yumichika's hair is all blown up and is an afro, and Ikaku just, like, loses his shit laughing, and it really sucks. Um, but, anyway, Ikaku notes that Kenpachi seems to be having a good time, telling Yumichika that he met Ichigo, describing him as feeling like a completely different person then than he does now. Yumichika worries that Kenpachi might lose, but Ikaku is confident that it won't happen. Uh, and then we just cut right back to the fight. It, it's it, it's really a blink and you miss it like moment, but like it is there. It is probably the worst part of these two episodes, I will say. Yeah, like I do like uh, them both just have like the pair of them are just like following the fight. <laughs> They're just like, okay, we can both feel like the spiritual pressures of both combatants. And I guess we're just going to sit here and feel out what's happening. I like that too. Um, it, it's just a shame that the joke is there. Meanwhile, Kenpachi laughs about his new wounds, stating that Ichigo is currently slightly stronger than him and wonders when he last felt this elation. Ichigo questions his confidence, to which Kenpachi responds by removing his eye patch, claiming he can go all out. Yeah, uh, this is the best shit. Uh, Yachiru is also met by a messenger at this point, who is probably, like, it's probably the same messenger, like, here to inform her of, like, Aizen's death. But she, like, refuses the message because she's watching Kenpachi fight. She's like, please hold. This is more, much more important than I don't care what you're talking about. This is more important. And the messenger's like, but... And he's like... <laughs> but the Captain Commander signed off on this. And she's like, I told you. Please wait. And her, like, spiritual pressure rises. And it, like, forms the scary, like, cat face. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Hey, if you keep bu- if you keep bugging me between uh during the Super Bowl, like you're not gonna like the result. So please hold. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> Ichigo is amazed by Kenpachi's spiritual energy suddenly drastically increasing, uh, and he's like, "Is there something up with your eye? It's got to be something up with your eye. This is an anime, after all. It's something up with your eye." And Kenpachi's like, actually, no, it's just that this eye patch was something I had R&D make. It's a creature that consumes energy with several mouths. And he, like, shows the camera, and it is indeed an eye patch with several mouths. <laughs> He's like, something hiding in my eye? Nah, I was wearing weights. <laughs> and it's a really cool moment, but also, <laughs> Kenpachi, does that thing, like, lick your eye constantly throughout the day? What the fuck? Oh, I don't like that! <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, clean left eye. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Well, no, it's his right <laughs> eye. Clean right eye, please. <laughs> the cleanest of eyes. Oh. He never has to go in for a checkup. Oh, my God. I hit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, he, like, after <laughs> removing his eye patch, just casually flicks his sword and it slices a building in half and it just, like, collapses on itself. It's the funniest shit. 
Yeah, he's like, okay, now I'm actually fighting. And she goes like, hold up, what? <laughs> what? I, I, I love this, like, just, like, dichotomy of, like, Ichigo, like, suddenly being a lot stronger. He's like, ah, I can finally fight Kenpachi on equal terms. And Kenpachi being like, but you thought. It just... <laughs> Like every time Ichigo, every time Ichigo powers up, Kapachi's like, "Oh, finally, I can go to the next level, and you won't be squashed like a bug." Hold up, just give me a second. And Ichigo's like, "Fuck again!" <laughs> every time, it's it's like unintentionally really funny, but I love it anyway. <laughs> Ichigo concentrates with Zangetsu appearing right behind him, and Zangetsu asks if he can hear Kenpachi's sword crying out, and we get this, like, cool, like, shot of Kenpachi's Zanpakuto just, like, vibrating, uh, and, like, it, it does seem to be crying out in some pain. Um, he states that those who fight together but don't trust in each other only weaken each other. He asks if Ichigo trusts him, and Ichigo states that this goes without saying, promising to put all his power in Zangetsu's hands if he will lend his power in return. Zangetsu agrees, and suddenly, Ichigo's spiritual energy flares up, leading Kenpachi to praise him. Ichigo explains that he's fighting alongside Zang- uh, Ichigo explains that he's fighting along Zangetsu, and states he will never lose to somebody who fights alone, as Zanpakuto are more than mere tools. Kenpachi states that this is the logic of someone too weak to win on their own, and his energy takes the form of a skull, while, Zang- while Zangetsu informs Ichigo that he can't stop the bleeding much longer. I love that they sit here and they're like, alright, time to spout my ideology. And it's like, oh, it's the Pokemon thing. And you know, like dozens and dozens of, and hundreds of animes as well, but like Pokemon I think is the most ubiquitous, where it's like, you're either trusting your team and fighting with them, your hearts as one, or you treat them like tools. I I really liked it. I, I thought it was great. It is a really I, cool moment. I... Ichigo's spiritual energy takes the form of a mask, and the two clash one final time in an explosion of energy, leveling all the buildings surrounding them. As the dust clears, Yachiru sees that, it, that they have in fact pierced each other, Neither moving. Ichigo apologizes to his friends and falls collapsed, ending the episode. This episode was sick. It was sick. Just. It was really good. This is, like, what we have been waiting for. Like, this is. This is the good shit. The, just this whole, like, the, the entire fight, too. Like, the the fight is so good as it's happening, and you're seeing, like, Ichigo, like, dodging out of the way and getting, like, these little nicks and scratches, and he's ga- he's gouging out these massive bleeding wounds on Kipachi, and you're like, holy shit, how yeah. is this man still standing? It's probably the bloodiest fight we've gotten so far. Uh, like, in terms of, like, what we've actually seen on screen in the anime. And I'm here for it, frankly. Like, I I actually really like when Bleach gets this violent and bloody. I think it's really cool. So, manga differences for uh, for this uh, episode are... The only real difference is that the manga doesn't color 
the hollow Ichigo's lips or teeth. So he doesn't look like a juggalo the entire time that he's fighting. <laughs> of course he looks like a juggalo. Because <laughs> in some of the shots, it's like it's really exaggerated. Like it goes, it goes like way farther than where his lip normally is. Like I think they also colored in the, um, the shadow of his lip or the shadow of his nose onto his lip. Uh, yeah, so, but overall, like, it's, I, I prefer his look in the, in the manga, like, it just, it's, it's more, like, threatening. I do think him looking like a juggalo in the anime is pretty funny, though. It is, it is pretty funny. And then the manga chapters are, like, the, the, ed- Ichigo, Ichigo, have you listened to the insane clown posse, Ichigo? <laughs> it's the only way you can unlock the true power of your sword. <laughs> You have to understand Violent J to understand anything about Zongetsu. <laughs> and after that, there is the, uh, so the, there's just a set of, uh, end of chapter, like, bits. So last time we had, uh, Yasuchika Iemura, third seed of fourth company, who many say is better looking without his glasses. And he's just, like, writing down some notes about the anguish of middle management. And that's all these pit, these bits are. They're all, like... All three of them are things about shit that's happening in the background and causing him headaches. So I'm just going to read them because they're fantastic. I love this. The fourth company general relief station has been busy ever since the Ryoka problem started. The guys crossed out. Gentlemen of 11th company in particular have been hard to handle. And on top of everything, I received a request from 8th company to admit a Ryoka. We can barely manage as it is, and now I have to admit a Ryoka? I wish they'd give me a break. First of all, I don't understand the purpose of treating a defeated Ryoka. And then this entire bit is crossed out. Captain Kyoraku is always chasing girls, wearing gaudy clothes, and sleeping with everyone else while everyone else is working. I don't know how someone like him ever got to be a captain. And then, like, that's the end of the crossed out bit. But I'd like to express my great respect for him. Oh my god, that's that's incredible. Uh, that's the first of three. Thank you, thank you, yes! The second starts with, The Detritus, crossed out, Survivors of 11th Company visited our, release sta- visited our relief station today out of the blue. They came to see their fellow company men Ikaku Madarame and Yumichika Ayasegawa. They started drinking and stripping inside the relief station. It was beyond my control. That's why I hate their company. I wish all of them... Had been defeated by the Ryoka, crossed out. Good health. <laughs> <laughs> and then, finally, today, Madarame and Ayasegawa of 11th Company ignored my instructions to rest and chatted it up on the veranda. I just wish, and this entire bit is crossed out and finishes with they would get better soon, but the bit that was crossed out is, I just wish I could tell them to leave if they aren't planning to get better. Yumichika's lower than me in rank, but he bosses me around saying things like, Hey, you, can you pass me the nail clippers? That jerk. This is very good. This is a good gag. I like this. I love this man just angrily ranting about his middle management woes. It's very, very good. The Honestly, like, what I'm getting from, like, most of the, um... Kubo, like, end-of-chapter gags is, like, when they're end-of-chapter gags focusing on just, like, a complete side character, it can get very, very funny, and I, I... 
I want filler episodes about this middle management man. Yeah, like I honestly wish that some of the that more of these things got turned to filler episodes, uh, versus some of the filler episodes that are like. Le- Although you know what, last time we did that, we got the uh, the Karakura Rangers episode, and neither of us oh, neither of us like that. So perhaps you know what? Never mind. You know what? <laughs> Uncurl the monkey paw. Uncurl the monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lynn! No, not one finger here. Let me, let me, let me, let me help you loosen that finger up. Let me just uh, limber that up. Is, is it uncurled? Is the finger uncurled? This is an audio medium. This makes no sense. Uh, perhaps this is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the finger curling is intensifying. Oh no! Oh no! Um, <laughs> well, that's it. We better just move on to uh, talking about the new ending. Yeah, so there's a new ending theme this week, and it's it's called Happy People, and it's really cute, and I like it a lot. It's mostly, like, Ichigo's family and friends enjoying summer and just, like, hanging out, and then also just a bunch of various Soul Reapers hanging out, which is great. Yeah, I, I just think, like, the song itself is catchy and cute, and I... I think the ending theme itself is really cute. I really like all the shots of like Ichigo's family. Uh, I, I'm here for the fluff, as Lynn says as well. It's very good. Uh, we should go ahead and cut to break. Uh, don't you dare talk more about this monkey. I, I can't take it. We, we are cutting to break. We'll see you on a few minutes. Oh my god. It's the only way to defeat the monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> fucking monkey paw. Let's get back to it with episode 40, Reunion, Ichigo and Rukia. No, I'm sorry. I think you mean Ichigo. I refuse. J'accuse. Chigo. Bless you. I Chigo. Montoya. <laughs> Ichigo. There we go. There we go. <laughs> this is going in. This is a quality podcast. We did it, everyone. We did it. <laughs> the episode begins with the final clash of last time, and Ichigo falling down and bleeding out, with Zoraki looking down on him. Only now, we see that Zoraki's blade is broken, and the captain just falls down, declaring Ichigo the winner. A little detail here that I absolutely adore is that Zoraki's hair is all like matted and slicked down like it's still in the spikes yeah. and with the bells on it but like between presumably the sweat and the incredible amount of blood that was splashing around it's just like now it's weighed down and just going down it's de- by the way you do have the wrong episode title here <laughs> do I uh you do the that's the next episode uh, the, the episode is The Shinigami Whom Ganju Met. Yeah, that tracks, because this doesn't talk about, th- like, Ichigo and Rukia don't reunite in this, and I was wondering, why yeah, the was, fuck is the episode called like, this? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Well, spoilers for next week, I guess. I mean, listen, they've, they've got to meet at some point. The season is ending next week. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. <laughs> Right. Uh, so Zaraki falls down, declare, and he says, "Like, bitch, you're the one who won." 
<laughs> as he also like falls unconscious. Yachu shows up. She thanks Ichigo for giving Kenny a good time because it's been so long since he's had so much fun in a fight. And then she just picks up Zoraki. <laughs> like she just flops him over her shoulder and she asks yeah. and she's like, Hey Ichigo, try not to die. Please fight Kenny again in the future. Okay, bye. And then she just jumps like she jumps up and then wall jumps between two skyscrapers until she's gone from view. It's it's very, very good. It's like, oh right, she's a vice captain and also I wanna strong. see her fight. I wanna see her fight. Give Yachu something to do. Yeah, like I know I know like we probably won't see this for a long, long time. I don't remember when it actually comes up. But I want to see her fight. I want to see this little demon just destroy. Well, the the answer that I've got is several years of podcasting. Ah, classic. But Good. we might get some fighting in some filler arcs. All right. Maybe. Please, filler arcs, please save us and let Yachu fight, I say as the monkey paw curls yet again. <laughs> oh, we can't keep bringing out the monkey paw. Hanamaru and Ganju know that the fighting has stopped, but they can't let themselves be distracted. Hanamaru? Hanamaru. What the fuck? Hanataro. Listen, you know how you know how late I was writing these. <laughs> and by late, I don't mean late at night. I mean late as in literally half an hour before the podcast. I hadn't watched the episode yet. So I did not do a spell check pass on this. <laughs> it's okay. It's just... <laughs> It's just more content, uh, is what it is. Yeah, honestly. Hanataro and Ganju know that the fighting has stopped, but they can't let themselves be distracted, and will just have to trust in Ichigo. Ganju nearly kills the medic with this grappling hook. And then it's like, it's just this scene where he f he swings his grappling hook, throws it, the... The hook flies off the rope and almost kills Hanataro, and then it switches to Rukia, who's also like... Ah, uh, the fighting has stopped. I wonder who won. And then we just immediately skip to a... Uh... Nope, never mind. I got mixed up in my notes. Uh, she wonders who fought, who won, and she feels guilty because she thinks that no one's blood should be spilled for her sake. And asks for a clarification from Kayendono. While thinking back to a time she was dragging a fellow Shinigami's body behind her. Ganju ties the hook up again for round two, <laughs> and somehow managed to tie Hanataro's hands together with the hook, and then he's like, oh, undoing the knot is so hard, fuck it, I'm just gonna, you're going with the hook, fine. And then he just starts swinging Hanataro <laughs> around, <laughs> and he just throws him. I love all the slapsticks so much, I love this. He just throws him across the gap. <laughs> I mean... To be fair, wouldn't you? No, I would undo the knot. <laughs> I would undo the knot <laughs> and then ask Hanataro to test the rope. I don't know. I, that seems like a lot of work. We jump back to Ichigo where Yoroichi finds him and apologizes for arriving late. Uh, Yoroichi does say they're impressed with the result because they're like, hey, you, you took Zoraki off the board. Like, holy shit, my guy, you did good. And then says that Ichigo won't die on their watch. And just starts glowing. And there's like this big aura of a giant cat around them. And then yep. and then we get into a flashback of a much younger, much thinner Zaraki sitting in a forest in the middle of a pile of bodies. 
surprised that there was a pink-haired baby that's not scared of him or his sword. And he's like, hey, uh, you know that this thing is a tool for violence and killing? And the baby's just like, mm, blood. <laughs> and just, like, pokes at his sword. <laughs> Zoraki wakes up to the sight of Yachiru in the present day, and she cheers that he's awake. He asks about Ichigo, and she says, I, I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. He'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. It is worth noting here in the flashback real quick uh, that they do explicitly mention that they are from the 79th and 80th district, uh, like, respectively. Like, uh... We've already had discussion on air, like, before about, like, the context of what, you know, being in, like, one of these districts means. Uh, so I don't think we need to rehash that. I just think it's worth noting that it does explicitly note that all this violent stuff is happening in those districts. It notes that in the next flashback. Oh, is it really in the next one? Well, it's it, it. This entire scene is basically just like it's Zoraki like flashing in and out uh, several times, and uh, okay. So, because we get the flashback when he meets uh, Yachiru, and then he goes to the present really fast, and he's thinking like, "Hey, um, do you remember when I gave you your name?" And both of them are like, "Yeah, I, I like I. It was an incredible, incredibly important day in my life. I remember how many um, clouds there were in the sky." And Zoraki's like, yeah, I remember that. Like, I remember all that clearly too. So it's like, okay, the day they met, super important to both of them. Like, that's a just a very core yeah. part of their relationship. They abs they remember everything of that day. And then he says, like, hey, I. F and he's like looking at his sword, and he's like, I forgot how painful not having a name was. Uh, you know, implying that he's like, oh, hey. I had these shitty feelings back then, and I didn't have a name, and now my sword probably has the same shitty feelings now. And that's when we flash back to uh, Zoraki taking the name of Kempachi because he's like, that's the name of the strongest soul reaper, so I'm taking the name Kempachi And then, baby, I'm giving you the name Yachiru, because that's the person that I most admire. I love this interaction a lot. It's, it's very effective. Uh... It really sets up their dynamic well, and it makes you actually genuinely care and want to see, like, Kenpachi grow. Um, it's, it's very good. Yeah, like, it's just some really good stuff. Uh, like, uh, you get more of an interiority to Zoraki that we just haven't had so far. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't contradict anything that we've seen yet. So it's like, he's deeper than what we've seen, but he's still, like, all about the fighting, because he's... Now, he's telling his sword, like, hey, I've kept you waiting, why don't you tell me your name? And then he doesn't get an answer, because it's not that simple. And then he says he wants to get- Isn't that <laughs> He wants to get stronger, he, he wants to fight, he found someone to fight, and he wants to be stronger. So he's fighting back tears and yelling at the sky, I want to be stronger. And Yachiru's looking at him, uh, and then she thinks back to when they met- and that's when we get the um, we get the name of the of the district, District Seventy Nine, Ku, uh, Kusajishi, which is Yachiru's name, by the way. <laughs> and she only she she's like I only remember the color of blood and how everyone there was like so violent, 
And then this guy showed up from District 80, Zaraki. Like, both of them took their name from the names that Zaraki gave them and also the name of their district. Okay. Yeah, I, I like this. Uh, again, we, we've we already been over the, like, district stuff, but, like, yeah, I like that they took their name from it. It's a good detail. Yeah, and when we go back to the present, uh, like, she's got this monologue in, uh, in her head about how Kampachi's her whole world, and she's like, yeah, let's get stronger, let's get stronger together, like, we'll do it, it's great, we'll get into more big fights. But Zoraki's eyes are closed, and his fingers have dropped his sword. And now she's also the one yelling to this guy. It's just like this really sad, effective scene. Um, it's a really good beat when you can make like the viewer care about who, to this point, has been perceived as a villain. Um, and even though Kenpachi's motivations of being stronger and wanting to fight haven't changed... Uh, the context surrounding them have, and him actually, like, taking Ichigo's words to heart and being like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I should trust my sword more. Like, that says a lot. We jump directly into a humorous moment while over at the uh, the prison tower. Uh, one of the guards comments on the fighting having down, uh, died down, and both of them are just, like, completely terrified. They're shaking. And then green goo falls on one of them and makes him unconscious. And the other's taken care of by an elbow to the face that sends him flying, like, pinball style. It's very good. Hanataro's like, uh, I think you overdid it. Like, you really didn't need to beat him that hard. And Gantru's like, bruh, that anesthetic you use is terrifying. Why do you have that? What even is that? <laughs> he, like, explains that, that it is an anesthetic that, like, just a few drops, like, can, like incapacitate a weak soul reaper it's like <laughs> and it's like oh my god what would a whole vial do it's like again why are you carrying that like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> it sucked if that bottle like cracked open or something uh, they're faced with a locked door their final uh, their final obstacle but hanataro thankfully grabbed the spare key which is a giant wooden block uh you know it's like the old style of uh, big wooden key uh, for gates <laughs> But it's still just funny where he's like, oh, don't worry, I grabbed the spare key and just pulls out this wooden block bigger than his head. Where have you been carrying that? It's just in his backpack, it's fine. It's uh, his medicine bag. <laughs> it's a big wooden block! Right next to v Vial of Dangerous Fluids number one and Vial of Dangerous Fluids number two. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn says swallowed it, and you know what, I think that's an acceptable answer. God. Ganju's like, uh, won't you get in trouble? It's like, yeah, but I want to save Rukia. I'm here to save Rukia. I was like, alright, sure. The door opens and Ganju says, Rukia must be a cutie if everyone's so desperate to see her. But when they see each other, oh, I, he stops cold. Just, I'm so sorry for interrupting here, but I just, I, I want to, like, talk about really quickly the fact that Gonchu's just like, won't you get in trouble? As if Hanataro hasn't already been, like, doing so much that would get him in trouble? Like, even, like, right now, like, it, like we get a moment where Hanataro's like, 
yeah, but, you know, I, I want to save her, and I want to do what I can, and this is the only, like, this is the only thing I can do. I can't do anything to help her. And Gouch was like, buddy, buddy, you have done so much already. Like, you have been key to this operation. Really. Yeah, without Hinatoro, they would not have gotten this far. Like, both of them would be dead. Easy. Absolutely. Uh, once they go inside, Rukia sees the pattern on Ganju's outfit and asks if he's from the Shiba clan, uh, which prompts Hanatawa to ask if they know each other, and Ganju says, yeah, she's the one who killed my brother. Hanatawa doesn't want to believe it, but Ganju says the wounds on his, his brother died from were from a slash neck and a sword stabbed through the chest. And besides, Rukia herself admitted it that night. Hanataro protests again, but Rukia admits to the deed, seeing, saying that Shiba Kayan was killed by her. And she tells Ganju that she would have no regrets if Ganju killed her. But Hanataro says they need to remember Ichigo's determination. Their argument is... Bleh. Their argument is interrupted by a monstrous spiritual pressure, but we don't see who it is before the scene changes. I love this whole scene. I think it's... I actually, like, genuinely couldn't remember, like, much about, like, this stuff, and I think it's a great twist. I think it adds, like, a really good layer of complexity to the situation, and I think it's really, really great that Ganju is the one who gets here, only to find out the person they've been, like, here to save is the one who killed his his brother. I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, it's just, like, it's a really good, like... 11th hour wrinkle to add to the to the story um because like oh well now your heist plot was going so well and now alas uh it i i love it it just collides with your revenge plot and gotcha's like uh what do over in like a it's like a little cabin in a in a very like serene garden uh, we don't really see where it is. I assume it's, like, kind of on the side of one of the buildings. I don't know. Or maybe it's, like, just on a giant estate. Uh, there's a white-haired, sickly captain who is being briefed by two subordinates, Kitsubaki and Kione, about the Aizen situation and how they didn't wake him earlier because they were worried about his health. Both of them bicker, trying to take the blame, but ultimately the, sa the captain says, well, can't stay here. We I can't stay here like this, so... Let's get going. And it's like, oh, that's the that's the one captain that we haven't been seeing at the uh, at the uh, summonings. Yeah, we don't get his name yet, do we? Like, I don't think we do. Uh, we get it in the manga, so I'll go and I'll mention it then. Okay. But no, like the anime doesn't give his name, doesn't give his company, um, and we don't really get any information other than, oh, he's the guy who was sick. Back at the tower, Byakuya has shown up. And Ganju knows him because he is the most famous Soul Reaper out of the entire 13th court, uh, court Guards. He knows him as the head of the highest of the four noble houses uh, and says his appearance is the worst case scenario. He floats the idea of begging for their lives since they're completely trapped. The only way out is the bridge that Byakuya is standing on. And he really doesn't want to risk his life for Rukia. He doesn't want to risk his life for his brother's killer. Hanataro says he understands, shaking as he says that he can't make Ganju fight. 
but he begs him to at least take Rukia with him on his escape. He's ready to fight and make a stand after coming so far. He can't give up now. Rukia tries to stop him, but Ganju puts an arm in front of her, even as he notes Hantaro's trembling hand, and the fact that he doesn't have a sword. <laughs> like, yes. Hanataro's just like, I'm gonna go punch this man. <laughs> Hanataro is braver than any U.S. Marine. Ganju rushes out, roaring, and throwing Hanataro backwards, apologizing to his brother. Sorry, bro, avenging you will have to wait. If you want to blame anyone, blame Sis who didn't raise me to be a coward who would have abandoned his friends. And he calls out to Byakuya, declaring himself his opponent as we close out the episode. This is a really good, good, good character beat for Ganju. Uh, I... It would have, honestly, like, this episode would have probably ended with a whimper if you, like, let Hanatoro go to fight, I feel like. Uh, specifically because, like... It would have been him giving in to, oh, I, I'm putting my revenge first. And I, I really appreciate that he takes a stand and is like, no, this is what we came here to do. I have an obligation for this. I'm going to follow through on this, even though like it conflicts with my earlier beliefs. And like, it makes me think that he's at least willing to maybe hear things out or like get answers it, it it definitely feels like he's more interested in getting answers than getting revenge and i like that a lot about him and now i'm going to blow your mind think about this in a sh in the short time he's got he's gotten to be good friends with hanataro right like yes. he clearly values him and uh thinks that like hanataro has been has went above and beyond uh now also this makes Ganju the Chad to Hanataro's Ichigo. Because he's like, I don't care about Rukia. I hate her. In fact, I would pre I want answers and I kind of want to hit her. However, it's important enough for him to risk his life. And I can't let him do that. So I'm going to go fight for him. This is really good. Oh my god. Cinematic parallels. I love that. I love that. I love it. I love it. Sam Big Brain moments. The Galaxy Brain. It was all for this. Yeah. Wow. That that's great. That's genuinely great. But over like overall this episode was just some stellar stuff. Uh it didn't have Yeah, this this episode was fantastic. It didn't have like all the the big action beats that the previous episode had, but it just had like some really good emotional moments of all the characters involved. It, it really, like, it, it really is setting up the close closing of this arc in particular. Um, because th this arc is basically one big arc stretched over two arcs. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, it, it's really setting up the closing of this first half, like, really, really well. Uh, for the uh, manga changes is there's a lot of like little it's it's a lot of like oh this sentence was used that's slightly different from this sentence uh, so i'm just gonna go over them quickly is like yachiru isn't in the manga in the anime he says it's the name of the person he admires the most versus the manga's the name of the only person he ever admired right like just very uh 
small difference. Um, Very small makes sense. Like, and all these differences can be easily um, just accorded to a difference. In, like, it was just a different translator who was doing it that day. Uh, so they had yeah. a different opinion on the more proper way to do it. Uh, like, Ganju saying, instead of saying you did enough versus you did more than your share. Or uh, Rukia being, in the manga, she's really passive. Like, in the anime, she says, like, if you want to kill me, like, I wouldn't have... If I were to die at your hands, I would have no regrets. And in the manga, it's just, do what you want, I won't stop you, kill me if that's what you want. And they're both effectively saying the same way, the same thing, but I feel like the anime's version is more of, like, she's taking an active, like, I'm letting you know that, like, I'm down with you killing me. Like, that's... Assuage my guilt. (laughs) Really good Rukia beat, too, like, considering, like, she is accepting what she's done, and even though, like, we as the audience don't have all the answers, and Ganju doesn't have all the answers, it's, it's very interesting that she's, like, accepting this. This has become a part of her character, like, a... A lot of, like, from the things of accepting the punishment from the stuff that she did in the human world to this bit where she's gladly accepting punishment, it's like, oh, like, Rukia is a very guilty-feeling person, and she will accept blame for things yeah. that she thinks are her fault. Ganju, when he's talking about Byakuya, it's not just that he's the top of the biggest family, he's also the greatest leader in the family's history. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, What? I, I just want to say, Byakuya, it would not surprise me if he had, like, a hundred different titles. <laughs> when he gets really <laughs> mad at someone, they have to address him with all his titles. That's the punishment. That's great. I love it. Love it. Ship it. It's perfect. And then, finally, the captain is... In, like, we don't get... And we don't really get an indication of him being sick. Like, he is sweating a bit when when we see him. Because um, basically we just see him like walking out of a room and we see him, uh, I said the captain, but like uh, the white haired captain. Uh, we, you see him like walking out of a room and he, there's like a, a sweat drop on his face. So it's like, okay, he, he's sick in the manga too, but it's really hard to notice compared to the anime where they had him laying down coughing. And he's just talking to the messenger and he has like, a, he, he has kind of like a, a forceful Eisen, huh? I'll get to the bottom of this. What happened while I was sleeping? And it's just like much more of a forceful, oh, he he is a captain. He's taking command. He is going to do something. Interesting. And then finally, the one thing, the gift that the manga has given us for this episode is the character files for Yachiru Kusajichi and Kenpachi Zaraki of the 11th Company with details such as the motto of the 11th company is fight. Uh, <laughs> Yach- of course. Yachiru is both the shortest and lightest member of the 13 Cord Guard companies. She's from the 79th district. Uh, she, so Zoraki and Yachiru are the only people to become assistant captain or captain without taking an, an enlistment exam. Like they completely bypass the process. Somehow. Interesting. Her sword isn't very long, but the scabbard has trailing wheels because she pulls it behind her with a string instead of wearing it at her waist. Ikaku, who is good with tools, made it for her after she pestered him for it. She has 
training wheels on her sword. <laughs> That's so silly. And her theme song is Yuhu by Sora Izumikawa. And then for the Zaraki character file, he sets his hair himself every morning. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> Yumichika tries to do it for him, but he always refuses. Uh, and then there's like a homophobic joke. Uh, but the bells are br- oh, the bells are braided into his hair so they won't fall out. So confirmation that Zaraki does take like probably an hour to just do his hair in the morning. I do love that. He's the captain of the fierce 11th company. Tall, with strange hair, wears an eye patch, and has an intimidating presence. Uh, the only person to ever become a captain without the enlistment exam. More on that in the future. Alright. Uh, his theme song is Super Predator by Massive Attack. That sounds about right. And their favorite foods. So, Yachiru's favorite food is Kanpeto, which is a candy made by crystallizing sugar around a poppy seed core. Given the chance, she'll gulp it. She'll huh. gulp it down like water. And Zaraki does not have a favorite food, but he hates natto. He just hates it because he can't like cut the sticky threads properly, and he can't eat it. That is strangely adorable. Oh yeah, it is the candy Rukia and Renji liked. Huh. That's an interesting like little little touch there. And there is a mention of the um, the eleventh company's crest is the. Nokogiriso, the yarrow plant. Um, I'm just bringing it up because, like, every, every a lot we've seen a lot of uh, plant imagery when it refers to the thirteen uh, squads, uh, and some people having like tattoos with flowers on them, and uh, though like whenever those show up, it's specific to the squad that they're in. I mean that that's interesting. I I think. I do want to know more about that specifically. <laughs> like, it's just a like out there thing, but I want to know about it. Yeah, I think I want to know all the details. I think we're gonna get to we're at the very least the tattoos I mentioned. We're gonna get to see them, like, not this season, but the following. No, not the next one. The following one. So like next year or something. You think so? In the fil- in the filler arcs. You think we're going to get it in the filler arc? No, I'm thinking we're going to get it. I know we get it in the arc that's after the filler arc, but we might get it in the filler arc. So, like, in two years. <laughs> I mean, not two years. It's, it's, it's going to be in roughly a year. Yeah. It's in uh, 50 episodes, 25 weeks. Oh, man. Give or take. Oh. I can't believe in, like, in ten more weeks, we're... We're gonna be dealing with the fucking bow arcs. I I can't believe that's a thing that's happening. Listen, this is the episode. This is the name of the first episode, and how can you not be excited for this? You know what? You're right. I I I'm I'm sold. <laughs> I'm excited for <laughs> us to go through this first filler, this famous filler arc that, like, at the time made a whole lot of Bleach fans incredibly mad because it was an arc entirely comprised of shit that wasn't in the manga. Um, yeah, no, I, I I watched it. I watched it when I was there. I'm I'm excited. I I remember I remember how it ends. I remember explicitly how it ends, and I cannot wait. And with that, I think oh, it's man. time uh, time to end the show. Yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and end the show. Um, 
before we do that real quick, uh, next week is going to be our season two finale. Uh, we are closing out season two. Uh, it's just going to be one episode next week uh, because the season ends on episode 41. Uh, and then I was thinking we're probably going to do like maybe a recap of uh, season two, maybe in the Bleach Done Quick style, but don't quote me on that. Uh, we might try something different. Uh, uh, stay tuned. You can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause. You can find the show at Bleachcast. And you can email us at IWOBleachcast at gmail.com. Send in questions or comments or things, even if it's not about this season. Maybe you will have stuff about the first season. Just stuff. Interact with us, please. Please. <laughs> Just let us know that it's not good. Oh god, this episode's not... They're not gonna get this call for action before the episode comes out. We fucked up again. The, we did the same thing last season. We can't do this every season. I'll just, I'll just, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'll just put, I'll just put our call to action. Uh, I'll just put our call to action uh, in the episode that goes out on Tuesday. I'll just do that. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Perfect. There is no mistake. No mistakes have been made. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing. We've never made mistakes. Anyway, Sam, give, give your, your Twitter. Right. Never made a mistake. Perfect in every way. Hashtag professionals. <laughs> Hashtag perfect podcast. Hashtag all is planned. All is according to plan. Tell all your friends. Tell, tell your friends. Tell your friends it's the perfect podcast. We've never made mistakes. Just be like, hey, listen to this Bleach podcast. It doesn't matter if you've watched Bleach. Like, you, you, can, you can enjoy it anytime. They never make mistakes. Go for it. Uh, you can find me at SSBSLJ on Twitter. Honestly, we prefer if you didn't watch Bleach. Yeah, for real? Let, uh, we watch Bleach so you don't have to. You can find me at my insta at lot underscore lake. Oh. That is L-O-T-E underscore lake. And, man, I, I'm, I'm excited for next season. Let, let's, let's get it. Let's, let's finish this out. Let's close things out. And remember, commitment is a strong word. Stay cool, Chads. Stay cool, Ganjus. You've got this. Stay cool, Ganjus. Ganjus of the world, rise up. <laughs> Alright, bye guys.
It's all in your mind 